0: You're listening to Drinking on the Job, D-O-T-J. I'm your host, John Coyle. Drinking on the Job is a toast to the culture of food, wine, and all things fermented. We'll be talking with winemakers, musicians, artists, late-night bartenders, scoundrels, and more. It's time to grab a glass before it's last call. Sunshine Foss is owner of Happy Cork and Happy Buds, two highly successful black-owned businesses built on elevating female and minority-owned brands and serving their community. Check them out. Sunshine Foss is here. That's right. We brought the sunshine today. Yes. yes. Sunshine I was born in Brooklyn, New York. I uh, spent some time in St. Lucia, where her parents are from, and then moved to Miami, where she pursued her design career, and then came back home to Mother Brooklyn.
1: Came back to Brooklyn. So, what let brought it you go.
0: back? What brought you back?
1: Um, I think a little bit of everything. So, I moved to Miami, kind of following this, like, I want to get out of the weather and just go and pursue this career of design. Um, And it was great for what it was because, of course, I was able to kind of, you know, not only finish schooling, but I started my career in design in Miami. Um, And then from there, New York, I had to come back because that's where design happens. So, again, back to New York, but with the hopes of becoming this beautiful designer and then that. And then fate stepped and then, in. <laughs> fate stepped in yeah. all the way. Right. Yeah.
0: N- New York is, um, I always equate New York to a, it's like a drug. You can't shake it. Once it's in your bones and you've been here, there's an energy to it um, that. You miss no matter where you are.
1: Absolutely. Somebody actually told me it's either you have two things with New York. You either love New York or you fall in love with New York. And And if you really think about it, I think there is something to be said about, you know, you love New York. You love to visit. But then falling in love is a totally different thing.
0: Right. Yeah, no, it's it's totally true. It's one of those magical cities, too, where the strangest things can happen to you. One of my first experiences in New York, I was waiting tables at jams on the Upper East Side, Jonathan Waxman's place. I just moved here. And I used to, and that's always on like 76th and Lexington. And I used to live in the village on Waverly. Oh, and, I used to live in the <clears throat> village on West 4th. Oh, so we oh, were neighbors. We were neighbors. So I, I remember getting off one night about midnight, and I used to just love to walk home because when you first come to New York,
1: that's it's, all you want to do walk it is so everywhere. Beautiful. Mm-hmm.
0: And I heard. This music in the background, and I said, "I'm just going to walk toward the music." And I started walking toward the plaza, and it was in front of the plaza, and there was a band, a tuba, three trombone players, um, and and people just surrounded. it. It's like one o'clock the in the morning.
1: Magical. And
0: you look, I looked across, and I'm looking at like older woman in a in a fur coat a dude in a tux like people just getting off work like myself yeah and everyone just sitting there smiling grooving at one o'clock in the morning
1: because it is magical it just new york sends something through your blood it's just like no other place it's true and i always say i'm gonna move out of new york but where where do you move to
0: uh, yeah, no, it's exactly it. So we've, my wife and I have come to decision. It, we're going to be close to New York. Yes. So I don't know where that is. Might be I, Woodstock.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay.
0: Socrates. <laughs> okay. I'm okay. not sure. We're, that's
1: that's my problem. I want to be close to New York. You but live in New York I'm, now. I live in New York now. Yeah, but right. then, if you move close to New York, then where do you move to? Yeah. Because I'm yeah. getting away from New York and the weather and the everything and the else. But then. Wh- yeah. Where do you go? Yeah. So I'm stuck. I'm stuck know. here until... Do me
0: a favor. If you find the answer to that, will you text me? Please. <laughs> okay. I tell everyone I, I'll, that. <laughs> I'll, I'll do the same for you.
1: <laughs> please. Please do. Please so do. You
0: go from design. I asked this uh, for everybody. Was there a bottle of wine that kind of tripped a light for you? And you're like, I, I love this wine. I got to be connected to this business in some way.
1: So <laughs> I. So for me, you know, a lot of people go into this like wine world or this wine um, retail space in as their dream this is like a bottle of wine spoke to them or some beautiful alcohol spoke to them for me the wine and spirits industry found me so we i actually so from design i went into home textiles from home textiles went into real estate with my husband okay and we did residential real estate all like that was our thing we got into it. We wanted to pursue this passion of real estate. Um, and then we purchased our first commercial building, which is where Happy Cork is. Mm-hmm. And so we purchased that in 2016. We had a liquor store there. They weren't paying us some rent and we had to get them out. Finally got them out, tried to rent the space out. No one wanted it. We are on huh. a side street, like literally out of the way of anything. No one comes down this block. No one goes. That's that tough. block is not any like you. You're not going to walk down the block right. for any reason before Happy Cork, of course. Which I um, love the name. Yeah, by the way, thank you. Happy thank Cork. you. And we get to Happy
0: Buds. <laughs> yes, but let's get through Happy Cork. <laughs> so first, <laughs> let's get shall through we? Happy Cork. Yeah.
1: So with Happy Cork, it was okay. I have to rent this space out. We haven't found anyone. <laughs> two years in, we're like, okay, if nothing's happening, we got to do something. I'm sitting on a space that's not collecting rent. And so I knew there was already a liquor store. So the potential of a liquor store getting approved would be easier.
0: Okay. So,
1: of course, I was like, okay, well, we're going to do a liquor store. And so 2018, the end came and my husband was like, okay, you got to do a liquor store. Wow. So Happy Cork was created and
0: how much did you know about wine and spirits before you took the sun?
1: I mean, I'm from the Caribbean, so we all okay. know alcohol in the Caribbean. <laughs> we are drinkers of Amen. alcohol. Oh. <laughs> so for us it was I knew I wanted to bring I wanted to bring something that was going to be good. It wasn't going to be your typical mainstream alcohol. So right. for me, I've always loved the wine and spirits world right. in terms of diving deep into it. I never dived deep into it, but I knew I wanted to be able to bring some goodness to the neighborhood. We're in the hood. And right. so for me, your typical stores that are in the hood do not offer quality product. One, a beautiful space where you can come in and touch the bottles. Every single liquor store that surrounded me was... Covered with bulletproof glass. You walk in, they will probably have like two bottles of wine on the on the shelf. And that's your choices. Right. So for me, I wanted to bring something that was not typically found anywhere else. Right. And so I knew I needed to start with a beautiful space.
0: But you must have dealt with some serious shit because like if it's if it's a bulletproof (laughs) store and then you just open the doors, I don't care how nice you make it look. The clientele is still coming in and ask for the small Bacardi uh, bottles. Exactly. Right? So, so And so we
1: did have a lot of challenges. Um, so I tell people because I think a lot of people assume that Happy Cork was kind of like Happy Cork came about. And then the next day it was like flooded with people. Hmm. And so that wasn't the case at all. Um, we opened. It was a beautiful grand opening. We had tons of people there. We opened outdoors the next day and crickets. Yeah. I literally had, I think, three customers come in. And that was us pushing them to come in. Um, because, again, you're in this beautiful space. Um, the first thing that they assume is that you don't have anything at a good quality price. Yeah. So, for me, pricing had to be not only amazing for people to want to come in, but the product that was being offered had to be absolutely beautiful. Sure. So, again, no one came in. And so, we knew we had to push Extremely hard to just get people on our little side block.
0: So uh, two things are going through my mind. One, it reminds me of Yannick Benjamin's Contento restaurant, yep. side street. um So his, his rent is better. Yep. But how do I get people there? I do exceptional products, food, exactly. wine, and service. You've been to the restaurant.
1: I've been to the <clears> restaurant.
0: <throat> he is just the best. Absolutely. He has the wine that we're drinking today yep. on his wine Ex- so yep. I mean, he's that. So what? What? Tell me what comes first. Did you open and then decide No, I'm going to. Really focus uh, and go uh, niche here and do female, as, as many black winemaker spirits, producers, uh, minority owned products. Or did that come after you opened the doors or you so, came, went in going, this is what I'm going to do? So this is that my job.
1: So that <clears throat> came before. So I knew that, okay, I needed to build something that was going to not only bring <laughs> people, but when I started doing research on minority owned brands, and I don't even like to say minority because now they're getting bigger and bigger. But when I started to do research on Black-owned brands, it was just like, okay, I'm finding two or three here and there. It's really scarce. But on top of that, when I find the two or three, they don't have distribution. So for me, it was hard bringing these brands in. But from the get go, I knew this was going to be what sets Happy Cork apart from any other store. Mm -hmm. So even in the application process, you know, you have to actually say, okay, this is what I'm going to create. I had to go out and find all of these black owned brands that I wanted to bring in, knowing they didn't have distribution already. But I had to list them to say, okay, these brands are going to come in. At some point, I'm going to get them in. Do but you that direct was the distribute focus. anything
0: yourself? Bring it in? No, because a lot of retail stores are beginning. So to we do that, can't so. do
1: that in New York. We I
0: could, wish we, we could find a way.
1: We'll find a way. Okay. I w- I wish because I'm I'm connecting a lot of people to distribute as and that's the that's thing. I know the, stores that do thing. it.
0: I can lead you down that road. Thank okay. you.
1: Yes, I need mean uh, to. Um, <laughs> I mean so
0: I would imagine that's the hardest thing to do yes. because it's. Like you said, there's a shortage of product to begin with. But let's think wide, like wine store, right? Let's go go to Burgundy. Uh, Alex Gamble.
1: Right. (laughs) That's
0: the only person of color I know that makes Burgundy. I mean,
1: uh, there's women, of
0: course. Actually, there's You have 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 a ton of
1: women. Um, So we do have a ton of women-owned brands that are in the store, especially (laughs) varietals that I can't typically find with black-owned brands, Right. right? But I think finding these products in such a niche market. I mean, how many cabs can I have on my floor? Right. How many Pinot Grigios? So even that, trying to like narrow down the selection of what we bring in has been extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. But now it's kind of a lot easier because you're having so many new brands coming into play.
0: So I was just at the um, Wine and Spirits uh, top 100s. Yes. And I went to the desk and just because... I can be just a dick sometimes. I went to the I front desk and I said, excuse me, could you just point me toward the like the black owned uh yeah, yeah, the black yeah, wineries? And they yeah. just look staring at me like what?
1: Where? Where like, do I yeah?
0: Okay, I think I'll find them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep. I have to do yep. it. I just couldn't I was with a friend he's like, yep. dude,
0: what? <laughs> I, was like, I just want to see the expression
1: yep. on their face. That's because all. It, again, it's so even just be try to be me for a minute. Coming into this world and I'm like hey, uh, I need some minority brands. I need some black-owned brands. And every distributor looked at me like, we don't carry that. Right. That doesn't exist. And I'm like, no, it does. It It absolutely does. You have to find it, though. But it does exist. And so I think being able to kind of like, I've been able to bring a lot of brands to distribution and just be like, hey, I want to buy this. We need to figure out how you can bring them in. Mm -hmm. And the crazy part is that they're brought in And they explode. Right. It becomes one of their best sellers.
0: Yeah, no, it's um, but I mean, the search is hard. You have to do your diligence yep. because, like I said, if you just look at Burgundy, look at Bordeaux, look at the Appalachians or the areas that people generally buy from, we're gonna drink a little bit of Brown Estate. We're they do Napa Brown a Cab. Estate. They do a red blend called uh, Chaos. The wines are spectacular. Which we carry. It, and, and it's at contento. And Steve was talking about this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's uh, I mean, just finding these guys. And this is a, a true family. Uh, I think a the sister to the marketing. I mean, it's a, it's a real like family owned estate. And which for is, a lot of
1: people, they don't know they were the first black family to actually have an actual vineyard and produce wines out in Napa. I so for I, that, that's huge.
0: I'm trying to think. Of, there's not many. That's what I mean. This just, it's hard to find. It's hard right? to
1: find. I mean, you have a few that are like Theopolis Vineyards, mm-hmm. um, Bodkin. You also have Longevity. You have a few that are yeah. that are becoming. But again, it's, I mean, it's few and far between. It's not, you know, your typical.
0: I was just in Italy and uh, there's a, a festival there, not the crappy Vin um, Italy, which is like <laughs> going to the Jacob Javits yep, Center. Yep, and to yep. I, I went to the Lange and there was this uh, young African gentleman behind a table. So I was like, wow. So I went over started talking to him, um, spoke three languages, of course. Yep. And, uh, and he was so charming. And he said he was assistant winemaker. Um, at a state in Barbaresco. And I gave him my card. I go, so what are your plans? He goes, well, I want to actually be a winemaker somewhere. And I yep. said, as soon as you do, here's my card. Yep. Reach out to me. Oh, you need that. Yeah,
1: we I, need that in the industry, you know? Um. You don't typically find that in the industry at all.
0: No. It, there's, a, there's a great uh, book called uh, We Need More More Stories. And it's a, a, a written by uh, a black woman from Sudan. Her name is uh, Nezreen Malik. Mm-hmm. And the whole concept of the book really is about um, we need more voices in her industry which is journalism yep. she said because there's only one voice we constantly hear and most of these voices come through the same exact schools they go through Yale and they go to Stanford and yep. first who can afford and goes there and so you're talking about it's a very uh, uh, monotone like it's all uh educated white men who then listen to their news source through the government so we only hear one voice and that's the problem um and it's the same thing in the wine world it's the
1: exact same thing in the wine world and this is and it's it's been such a white male dominated industry for so long how do you get out of it but it's by people like you saying here's my card call me when you're ready you know
0: well i think what it does it does the exact same thing where you looked at what like barack obama did like you know young kids get to look up and go, hey, children of color, girls, yep. I could be the president of the United
1: States. exactly." And
0: so where I think, whereas people, uh, young people in general, when they're looking for something to do with a the career, they don't see anyone who looks like it. Most of nope. I'm not going to do that. Unless you're somebody like Andre Mack, right. you know, who's got the cojones right. of like, you know, I'm just going to do it, get I'm the hell out of it. my way. Andre
1: Mack is like, I'm going to <clears> yeah. do it.
0: Uh, yeah. And as he says, I'm, I'm a winemaker first. Yep. I'm black second. Yep. Yep. So, he, that is true. Uh, but, that is true. But the more people, yeah, we we widen the differ. funnel.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah,
0: the more you widen the funnel, uh, the better the story gets, and and the and the more and, interesting. Much more it's interesting. It's more depth. Oh, it's my more God. depth.
1: Yeah. I mean, imagine yeah. a world that was just bland. Yeah, we couldn't do it. Yeah,
0: have like you know you we couldn't do it potatoes and chicken every night. <laughs> right.
1: Just, You need spice, you you need Tabasco. you need chili peppers. You need need something. You need a little jollof rice. You need need something.
0: Uh, It's it's, it's, it's 100% uh, truth. But that's why it's important to get those voices out there because we start to hear a different narrative. And more importantly, I want to tie this to exactly what you're doing. You are part of a community. You are help building a community, absolutely, you know, in the way that like Harlem was during the late fifties, where there was this renaissance and there was art, there was culture, there was music. There were poet slams. I you, mean, like,
1: we've become a destination oh. space for people wanting to explore black owned, right? To explore women owned brands, like you can specifically come in and ask for that. You know, that's not that's not done. It's not been done before. Right. So now it's become like okay, there's. One voice here, and now I'm seeing so many voices that are like amplifying the same thing. It's just, it's beautiful to see.
0: Yeah, it's, it, it totally is. What do you think of the wine?
1: I mean, Shard? Brown Estate, what can you, like, how can you yeah, go wrong with Brown? Brown. Mm-hmm. Brown Estate is one of my favorites. Um, and cool. that is every single wine that they produce. Yeah, they do make fantastic wine. They make fantastic wine from the Chaos Theory to the Zinfandel. It's, so, uh, so as, as, as
0: TM Rewinds, as an importer, I mean, we do the same thing. We are looking for, to amplify these voices. Yep, but absolutely. It's, yeah. it, at the first, first, it has to be great product.
1: It has to be great right? product.
0: I mean, it has to be because you're representing it. You're trying to sell it. You have a business. You have your mortgage to pay. Yep,
1: absolutely. <laughs> we have our kids to uh, yeah, pay for Yep, absolutely. I got my too. I don't know how but, many uh, you have. But yeah. again, and I, I have two, um, a little girl and a little boy. But I tell people all the time, it's not because they're a black-owned brand. They're in the store. Right. We taste everything before it even comes into the store. So for it to come onto the shelves of Happy Cork, it has to be spectacular. Mm. Um, And again, I'm not saying that the wines that are not in yet are not spectacular. I just probably haven't tried them. But for us, it definitely is about bringing, you know, we could be a destination space that you come to. Right, and then you come once because what you got from us was terrible. Right, you know. But I want you to be able to come back. I right. want you to be able to say this is the space that has the best products. Right. So for us, it's some of the most spectacular products. They just happen to be black.
0: Mm-hmm. And and you're giving them their their chance and to help their businesses grow. And everybody remembers where they came from.
1: Absolutely. And uh, for us, I think an- another big thing is that we're giving a platform to these brands that would not be found in stores on the average, right? So a lot of the brands that we do carry, this is the first time they're even seeing the light of a shelf. Right. So for us, that in itself speaks volumes because... I've seen so many gra- so many brands grow because of the fact that they are on the shelves of Happy Cork. You know, they're in other retailers. They're sending me videos that they're in Bermuda. They're in all these other stores and yeah. restaurants. And, you know, and and otherwise, they would not have been able to even get into a space, you know?
0: Unless you're Dwayne Wade.
1: Unless you're Dwayne Wade or John Legend <laughs> or Mary J. Blige. Yeah. We
0: carry Dwayne Wade's wine. Yes, I've, I know you do because I buy been, it from you. I've been... I've, <laughs> <laughs> and I've been, e- I've been, I've been emailing them saying, like, c- come help us sell the wines, like. And I'll tell you, the biggest battle is probably the same stuff that you have to deal with. And people, are like, oh, really? Yeah, how good's the wine? And I said, yes. you, I said the wine is great. The wine and is spectacular. what I will give him is that he didn't come out some crazy price. No, nope. The rosé is like $15 a bottle. It
1: is affordable, but yeah. you're getting some of the best juice. Yeah. You're getting some yeah. of the best juice.
0: But, yeah, I haven't tried John Legend's.
1: So, John Legend has LVE, which is Legend Vineyard exclusive. Oh. Really amazing. We have the entire collection. We do have the cab and the Chardonnay that's exclusive to us. Oh, that's very cool. So, even that in itself um, – but we definitely, I have to say one thing about these like celebrity brands, they're coming out with great... It's not like them just slapping their name on something right. saying, well, you know, people are going to buy it because it's Mary J. Blige. Right. Oh, people are going to... No, they're actually walking the vineyard. They're trying the wines before they go to That's market. Cool, yeah. um, so for us, even with the brand support that we get from these brands, it's it's incredible because they see how much we spend on them. They are more than happy to just be giving us all of their love because it's like, it's hey, it's business, to them. Where is business no. you know. So we've done like all kinds of um, we do an IG live series called Wine and Convo. So we've done it with John Legend, Mary J. Blige. Aisha Tyler Raekwon has a wine. Oh, wow. So I'm getting Dwayne Wade on next. Because yeah. you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna help me.
0: I'm gonna help you're gonna help me. <laughs> then he's gonna he's gonna come to the store, he's gonna come down to my yes. office and then we're yes, gonna hang let's out. Let's do
1: it. Let's do it. All I'm right. down for that. Okay. Tag cool. team. <laughs> Give me your
0: favorite moment so far. Because the store is how old now?
1: So the store we just celebrated our third year in March.
0: And what's one of the moments you're like, man, this is beautiful.
1: Uh, We have so many of those moments. Um, I think for us, because we're so grounded in community, everything that we do is surrounding community, that we've had so many amazing moments from hosting the McBride sisters in-house, doing tastings with them, um, to Dame Dash just came to the store the other day. (laughs) Um, We've done so many incredible things. But I think the one thing that probably I would say was a beautiful thing was... When the Black Lives Matter movement happened, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, there were protests happening the first day of the protest in New York. And they were leaving the Brooklyn Bridge and they were making their way over to our end. And everyone was texting me and they were like, oh, my gosh, you have to, like, do something, cover the gates and da da because they're breaking windows and they're doing all this stuff. Right. And I'm like, OK, well, I'm going to just go and spray a sign that says black owned. So nice. I literally took a sign yeah. in the back and I spray painted it said Black Owned" with a little heart oh. and I put it up outside. And the craziest part of it was that the amount of people that stopped to take pictures That's so and cool. take pictures in front of the sign. And it was just like a lot of people, one, they didn't know it was a Black Owned store. But also, too, it was just like kind of like, yo, this is in my neighborhood. Yeah. I love this. And then the next day, we were talking to people in the the neighborhood, and they were like, did you put this sign up because you thought people would, like, do something? And I was like, "Uh, actually, yeah. Yeah. And everyone was just like, are you crazy? There's no one that would ever in this neighborhood let anyone do anything to this store and it was just like no this is our store that
0: speaks to uh, how well you've done your job it, of it, connecting to a community it, and we are right. so
1: connected to the community that the co- the community every last one of them they'll be like this is my store you're, you're i'm gonna stand in front of it miss ann i talk about miss ann all the time I, I hope she listens at some point but right. i talk about miss ann because she's the sweetest like and she came to me and she goes, Sunshine, there's no way. She's like, I would have stood in front of the store and I would <laughs> never let any. And I was just like, wow, you're going to do that for that's, us. That's wow. Amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. That's so
0: cool. Well, you know, I, we have to segue into happy buds. Absolutely. So, <laughs> uh, so uh, Mike and I, as a recording engineer, we're yep. like, so uh, is it, cannabis you could sell cannabis at the store i know you do cbds i know you so do we do cbd stuff.
1: so okay. we are a cbd and wellness experience right um, the unique thing about it is that new york thc is legal okay. however licenses haven't been like the applications haven't even been put out yet right mm-hmm. so they're estimating i think now it's maybe like 17 18 to 17 months in that they're going to actually approve retail spaces um, delivery, they've started approving the farmers and the growers because, of course, okay. we need the f- growers if sure. we want to sell it. Um, but the legalization aspect of it doesn't come into play for another 17 months. Okay. So we do plan on actually being able to apply and housing TAC products. I was
0: on your website and I was looking at the stuff and I was like, yep. man, I hope we get some samples. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got to, I got to bring you samples, but you don't have any TAC samples. I'm not going right. to bring you
1: any wine. I'm going to bring you some good samples okay. of like some wellness experiences. Okay. Um, right but here. yeah, we do carry the entire assortment is as all CBD, right. but um, CBD. So I like to explain to people, you have your hemp plant, you have your cannabis plant and CBD is one component of that plant, right? Mm -hmm. And then you have your THC aspect, which is your head high, that psychotropic, that psychoactive feel, right? And then CBD is that body high. So it's great for anxiety, for pain relief, for inflammation, for sleep. sleep. Um, A lot of people that are coming into the store is just like, I need to sleep. Give me something to sleep. Um, So we carry it in every single form from cooking to pre-rolls to beauty products to a whole refrigerator full of drinks um, and everything else in between all your accessories, your beautiful rolling trays and rolling papers. And I mean, it's such a beautiful store to begin with. But the product, again, speaks volumes.
0: And so the THC stuff will hopefully be here in a year and a half.
1: The the THC stuff hopefully will be here in a year and a half. But we do have a um, smoke-easy space, okay, um, which we've also converted a backyard into a beautiful botanical secret garden. Oh. Um, so guests are welcome to come in and smoke whatever it is that they, you know, would like. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and then purchase your pre-rolls from us. But, yeah, it's a beautiful space that is, again, surrounded by community. And it really, I think, hearing people come in and they're just like, we needed this. Right. It's it's just been absolutely fabulous to see.
0: So the mayor of Rochester, I guess it's it, he's he wants to tax it and give uh, reparations back to uh, communities that have been severely affected by all the right. hard kind of drug laws that uh, disproportionately um, exactly. affected Black communities and people of color. Exactly. Community. I mean, four to one. You know. Mm-hmm. People call it to, to white people uh-huh. who smoke as much, if not more, because no, uh, there's more right. of there's yeah.
1: They're actually proven that, you right. know, the white consumer is way much higher in terms of consumption than right. the black consumer. But then we are the ones that are getting put mm-hmm. in jail, jail. right? Incarcerated. So yes. they're doing um, a social equity portion of the applications where the first set of applications, I, I believe it's the first 50% of the applications, mm-hmm are going to people affected by whether it was you were locked up for selling weed or you had a family member affected. um, You're able to tap into the social equity-like portion of it, which also includes a $200 million fund. So they can also tap into that to be able to kind of get their business started.
0: It makes so much. I I so hope that happens. I hope it happens. Because when you see huge companies already investing in – and I know the licensing fees that I've, that I've, I've looked at it just a little bit are really cost prohibitive. Yes. Once again, setting up a barrier for anyone – Exactly, because you're telling me that I'm
1: coming from – and the problem is you're having to give tax returns. It's a business you're starting. You have to prove that you've actually, like, run a successful business prior to getting into this, right? So you could have been, like, the best doughboy on your block (laughs) selling (laughs) out, like, a ton of products. Yeah. Um, but then, do you actually have a business plan or taxes to show? Yeah. So, if they're actually trying to be able to help by not only offering like free counsel to be able to kind of get those business plans together, get all of the how to tap into the funds together. And it's really help. You it know? should, I mean, it'd
0: be cool for like the SBA to help in, jump in. Ah, uh, with this this part of it. Also, I looked at like uh, COVID uh, or pre-COVID. Um, there's schools like up in the Bronx that don't even have Wi-Fi. Yep. And they would bring Wi-Fi buses in, and I thought like this is a great way to tax cannabis and you know try to give back to communities that you destroyed. Yep. Putting you know parents Absolutely. in jail while kids were home. You know, you, mom and, I, and dad hope, around. I
1: hope that's where the the tax goes to.
0: I'm well. I'm hopeful. Let's see. We'll and see. I, you know, I don't know Eric Adams' stance on this because it's it's coming down the pike. So I, I, should, I, I should look I'm it up. I'm not
1: too sure what his stance is. I know a lot of, I mean, lawmakers in, in New York obviously see the benefits of it. Mm-hmm. So I think anyone would be kind of foolish to not stand behind it. Um, but you have amazing people like Tremaine Wright, who are at the forefront, who are, um, I think, is a beautiful voice for the industry, especially like. New York being one of the highest consumers of cannabis. And so. It's so true. Why you go down not? the
0: street. You're like, at one you, point. you get high. Yeah, Walking down the street. And you know what I love? <laughs> I, I it. love the fact that it's like, I, I'll walk down the street and i like, walk at my dog at midnight and I'll smell something smoking. And I'm like, who's smoking? Me? And yep. so I'm like, 75 year old guy standing yep, in the corner, yep, just yep. hopping away. Absolutely.
1: I'm like, Absolutely. You, I, you should see the older ladies coming into the store, like, I need something for my knee. I'm not sleeping. I have this pain. And it's like, okay, do you want like a topical treatment? No, give me a joint. And (laughs) it's like, okay, we got you. (laughs) It's so good because you know the benefits. And and something that is as beautiful as this plant, right, that is... That is so good in so many different ways to be able to kind of have such a bad rap all these years. I'm happy to finally see that it's like, you know, the light is being shone. well, right, yeah, we', well,
0: look at the beginning of the of the century where um they talk about marijuana, and the only people that that used marijuana were like jazz musicians and people of color. but do you they, know marijuana yeah. is
1: not even the real name? What's the real name? So, I mean, it's cannabis. cannabis but yeah, like what? marijuana was created as a name to basically give even more of a bad note because when you associate marijuana, what do you associate it with? Ah,
0: yeah, some, some Latin or exactly. Spanish. Exactly, yeah. which at the what? time was like
1: not seen as the best people to... Follow with, with so. the, and
0: now now of course, uh, hundred years later, like the, all the businesses are like, That's, hey, no, yep. I get my license, yep. I want to make Ex- a, a billion dollars, exactly, yep. and also like, if you look at. You know, like you said, it's a plant. And then you compare it to what this country just is going through and it was going through with the opioid with crisis. With the
1: opioid crisis. So, it's crazy. Right. The
0: reason why it's so criminal is because big pharma can't s- see their of fucking how hooks ca- into it. Yeah,
1: you cannot. So I tell people this story all the time. My my aunt got <clears throat> not diagnosed with um, pancreatic cancer, right? And, you know, I had asked her doctor, medical doctor, you know, can I give her some sort of holistic help, right? Because um, at that point she had loss of appetite and the one thing that I knew that would help with appetite is just smoke a nice blood, you yeah, know, sure. yeah. or I'll give you something to ingest. Um, and he was just like, mm, nope, I don't think so. And then one of the drugs that he ended up giving her was called Marinol, which was a derivative of marijuana. Right. And it was to increase the appetite. So I'm just like, well, how are you saying this is okay? But then the actual raw form of this amazing plant is wrong.
0: Well, because you're going to cut out 300% of the profit on the medicine exactly. and you don't pay your $50 copay when you go see them. Yeah. Yep. So it's all, exactly. that's all, all it's about. And her
1: appetite would have been increased like that and she wouldn't have to come back.
0: And she'd be laughing and having and fun. And she'd be
1: having the best time of her life.
0: But yeah, you can't cut out the profit. It's not about health. It's really. not about that's, health.
1: It's not about health. It's if it was, you wouldn't have a drug that you needed to take another drug to get rid of the, the side effects of that drug. And then, you need another one for the side effects of that one. Mm. So for them. I need you to keep buying all these drugs. that's going to cure this one thing that you had. And it could have been like I had problems with like my toe, you yeah. know, I stumped my toe and it's like, okay, you take this. And then that leads to diarrhea that that leads to this. Oh, yeah. And then you got to take everything else to combat all of these other drugs.
0: They, they just keep printing money.
1: So, so it's like, why are you going to give somebody one thing that's going to help with that eases so many other things? Have
0: you ever thought about getting in on the farming end of the cannabis? So I leave the farmers
1: to the farmers.
0: Okay.
1: (laughs) I I leave the farming to the farmers. Um, Even, you know, like with the wine world, people are like, why don't you create a wine? And I'm like, I will leave the winemaking to the winemakers. I'm not a psalm. I love a great bottle of wine, but I'm in no way a psalm at all. Um, I'm not a winemaker and I'm definitely not a grower. Do you know how many, and I give credit to the growers. Oh, it's hard. This is a, far, it's a yeah. real farming situation. Oh, yeah. You're dealing it's with, you're, it's backbreaking. You're dealing with bugs in your plants and having to like meet the sunlight and make sure that everything gets water. I, I, it's, it's a lot. No, it's a lot. I love visiting <clears throat> the farms though. They're beautiful. So you have happy
0: cork, happy yes. buds. You're going to continue to expand this, the, the franchise these out. Is that the goal? What's the vision? So,
1: so the vision is right now to perfect these places. <laughs> Okay. perfect them, um, make them into something where, so with Happy Cork, we've become that destination space. Mm-hmm. You want to go visit it. It's an experience in itself. I tell people you come in, it's not about customer service. It really is about the customer experience. Um, And then with Happy Buds, again, it's becoming that destination space for everything happy. So for me, it's really about pushing out online platforms. Because again, I think once you kind of, and even with Happy Cork, the onset, it was like, when are you gonna open up another one? In Harlem, in Bronx, in this place, in that place, in Atlanta. Um, and for me, it was always like, no, let me perfect this first. Yeah, Get smart. our online platforms going. You can still shop with us, we ship, we deliver. So you good
0: you good direct to consumer. We go direct
1: to consumer. Mm-hmm. So for us, it was really about I feel like if you dilute something too soon. Mm-hmm. The first one, something is going to lack, right? Um, and I can't be in like twenty places at once, even though we have the best team ever. Right. But I think for us, it's definitely about pushing this one, our first, our babies, and perfecting them and making sure that that experience. Because of course, we, you still have growing pains. Sure. Still don't have bottles in some places, you know.
0: I have to tell you, you're gonna you, you you're gonna hit out of the park though when you get your license and you've already built Happy Buds into like. DTC, people come in the store, and exactly. now they come in and get THC and all the variations of that.
1: Exactly. Um, I think
0: uh, you'll be in, a, in an amazing situation.
1: Uh, I hope situation. so. I um, hope so. I think you will. It's, be. it's definitely been a beautiful ride because we Happy Buds is so new. Right. You know, we're just four months in, and the connection that we've created to the community, you have people that are like, I'm just on my way to work, and I needed to stop in and get my CBD coffee. You know, or people that are like, I'm on my daily walk. Part of that journey is happy buds.
0: Yeah. Did I see C B D coffee on your
1: Yeah, we absolutely yeah. have tons yeah. of C B D coffee, okay. We're ready to drink cans that you pop in. And the nice thing about drinking coffee because I love I'm a coffee drinker. You saw me walk in with my coffee, uh, which I'll have throughout the day. Um, the nice thing about the coffee is the fact that you can have all the benefits that you love about coffee. But the jitters that you do get from coffee, right. the CBD takes that away. You almost feel relaxed, but also too, like, focused and, you know, it's, it's a great feeling. I love it. Now I want a cup. No, it's, it's uh, amazing. Uh, I, I, uh, the amount of, like, reviews that we've had on all of the coffee selections, because you have your matcha, you have your for your vegans, you have your oat milk. You, I mean, I it's well. like okay. it's, you have the, the lines are endless. And so you're like, OK, well, today I'm going to try something new. You can have a CBD drink, and it has the same kind of benefits, you know?
0: All right. I want to check it out. Um, so we're at the part of the show now. Yes. God says, thank you for sharing happiness and sunshine, uh, and uh, thanks for taking <laughs> the name. Uh, but uh, we're going to give you a blessing. Yes. You're going to know your last day, and on your last day, you're going to get to eat your favorite meal, drink your favorite beverage, smoke your favorite thing, Ooh, okay. and listen to a piece of music. So, Okay. What are, you, what are you eating, drinking, and smoking? And then we'll get to the music.
1: Okay, eating – ooh, that's a tough one because I'm from St. Lucia, so I would always say, like, I love saltfish, which is, like, codfish. Mm-hmm. And we make, like, an amazing codfish in St. Lucia, right? Um, But I would definitely say crab legs. Okay. Because if that's my last one, I'll say crab legs. Okay. okay. So crab legs are one. And then what am I – Drinking? Drinking. Rum. A really good flavored spiced rum. Okay. And then with a splash of Coke.
0: A splash of Coke. And what a do you smoke out?
1: I'm going to smoke a beautiful sativa. Something that is going to have me feeling great, happy, and also too alert because it's my last day. I got to be doing everything <laughs> possible. So, yes, I'm going to say a nice sativa.
0: Okay. And what piece of music are you listening to as you're floating away on the clouds of sativa about to meet the maker?
1: Ooh. <sighs> That's a good one. So I'm from the Caribbean. I've Uh said this many times in this interview. (laughs) Uh Um, But I think one thing that kind of comes to mind is probably Buju Banton. Like an old school Buju Banton album.
0: Okay. Is that an artist? So Buju
1: Banton is a reggae artist from Jamaica. One of my favorite artists. Okay. Okay. I grew up listening to his music, and the crazy thing is that he got locked up in jail for like, I forgot, I don't know, don't quote me on it, but for a long time, Yeah. Um, and then got out like, I think maybe like two, three years ago, no, right before the pandemic, so like three years ago, and started producing music again. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, that's a good story. Yeah. It's, such a, it's a beautiful uh, story, because awesome. I can't even remember what he got locked up for, but... It was it was definitely something not so great because he spent a good bit of time in jail. <laughs> but his music okay. definitely hey. brings memories of my childhood. Um so I would say some a good booji track.
0: Okay. And I want people to be able to find you. So give us your hashtags, your websites, and so they can so, stop and say hello.
1: Happy Cork, we are, you can find us online, we ship, we deliver, you can pick up in store, or you can shop and come in and say hi. Um, so Happy Cork, we are at 51 Buffalo Ave, Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn, www.happy-cork.com, and on Instagram, at Happy Brooklyn. And with Happy Buds, we are 225 Malcolm X Boulevard, also in Bed-Stuy. So you can literally stop from one to the other, um, which a lot of people do. And then we are online, www.happybudsbk.com. And on Instagram, Brooklyn, spelled out
0: cool well thank you for being on drinking on the job i'm this gonna do another podcast great. now smoking on the job yes oh sotj <laughs> i love it uh, <laughs> although this is all it would be you and i laughing there'd be no dialogue no, they that, would just,
1: they, no. i would give you something so good that you would want to talk you'd be okay. like this is amazing okay bet so we got so another you, episode yep, we got coming another up episode. Okay. i can't wait thanks, i love it thanks for coming on thank you for having me this has been awesome and cheers 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 cheers
0: Thanks again for listening. Don't forget to check us out at dotjpodcast.com. Until then, I'll see you at the bar. We keep on coming together. And I love to see brothers and sisters looking out for one another. That is the way it should be, not contrary. Stop tearing down each other. Look around.